This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news <laughs> breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> God. We're oh. about ready to start the show, and you just flatulated all up in the room. <laughs> but you're not going to tell the story as to why. Because you have gas. No, because it was a cable issue, and then I tried to walk behind your chair, and you were in my way. You squeezed me, so a fart came out. So it's my fault. Yeah, no, it's, it's your not. fault. No, it's Now, not. admittedly, the stench of the fart is my fault. You know, you don't fart in a confined space. This is not a confined space. We're three feet apart. Okay. We talked. We have talked about this so often. At least you're admitting it this time. I am. Don't start with this fart denier stuff. You are totally a no, fart I'm not. denier. Yes, Dude, I you just are. farted in your face. I'm not denying anything. <laughs> okay, you're such a jerk. <laughs> you are such a jerk. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Happy Friday, everybody. Um, how the heck are you? Um, a very interesting, uh, interesting morning for you. Um, as we have all kinds of NFL playoff stuff to get to, um, we've got to talk about fast food inflation. Are you still subscribing to television? Are you a cable guy? Are you a dish guy? Direct TV. Direct TV. NFL Sunday ticket. On that ass. Uh, are, or are you a cable cutter and a Netflix subscriber? Um, wait until you hear some of the numbers about uh, streaming. And Netflix had a terrible day yesterday. Their stock plunged. And they added millions and millions of followers or subscribers. And it wasn't enough. Yeah. Speaking of which, go ahead and give us a thumbs up if you're here watching the show now. Uh, if you are not a subscriber, by the end of this show, you will be because there is some awesomeness coming to end the show today. Yes! You're going to want to stay tuned because we're going to whip it out and slap it on the table and it's going to be amazing. By the way, Jake, what's the shirt update? Shirt update is we have seven left. Did so you we do? didn't sell any yesterday. Yeah, we did. Cody Strickland got in yesterday. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, but then did you... So we have six left. Or is that six? It's yeah. six now. So okay. we have six t-shirts left. Hold yeah. the t-shirt up. Yep. Um... If you are now, you are going to want to purchase the the final six shirts because we have kind of a big deal. As you can see, Jake holding up the shirt, we have kind of a big deal. Hold it, turn it to your right a little bit. There you go. Um, <coughs> we have kind of a big announcement, and if you've bought one of these shirts, you're going to have a huge advantage on the show today. Yeah. So uh, you might want to do that. Uh, all you have to do is DM me on Twitter or Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. The shirts are $25. We are down to XL and 2X only uh, for $25. Bucks. Um, as soon as we sell out of these, we will order more. Have we figured out what drop we're going to use for the next T-shirt? Yeah, uh, we haven't come down to a final decision. We are open to your input uh, in the comments, but 
I think, you know, some some front runners are, you know, shout out to Mo Bamba. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Of course. Okay, of course. Um, you know, let's see. What else do we got? We got uh, this one. He broke up with you over text message? That was a big you boat know, getter yesterday. That, you know, broke up. you broke up over text message was a good one. Um, but I'm open, man. I'm open. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Maybe the winner of the contest gets to pick what the next shirt is. Yeah. Could be. Uh, hey, let's get to work on the Utah Jazz because... Um, yesterday, uh, as we were telling you that the jazz are active, very active in the trade market, we continued to burn up the phone lines and talk to MFers <laughs> who know more about this than we do. Um, and our NBA sources told us yesterday that the jazz have indeed been in contact with the Boston Celtics. Um, and they have had conversations about Marcus Smart becoming a Utah jazz man. Um, and it seems like this, this particular scenario has a lot of legs from what we understand in Boston um you know he is one of the names that they are actively trying to move um and the Jazz have a need for a defensive wing player we've talked about that uh Marcus Smart certainly is is known for his tenacious and tough defense Thanks. I don't think there's any doubt about that he fits a big bill uh in that he's a guy that is one tough SOB that's a guy mm -hmm. that you don't want to see guarding you um, is he a wing player? Not really. He's a guard. Uh, but certainly guard defense, perimeter defense of any kind has been a significant issue for this Utah Jazz team. Um, I've heard all kinds of wild speculation about what was going to Boston in return. I do know, uh, according to what I've been told by people in the NBA, uh, is that the Jazz are looking to acquire a second-round draft pick from Boston as part of this deal. And what that tells you is there will be multiple pieces going to Boston if if a Marcus Smart trade is executed. My guess is in, in Boston has draft capital to include. Um, it would be something in the order of a Marcus Smart and a second-round pick. I would not be surprised if there was a, a second contract coming back from Boston um, in this deal because Boston is looking to gain flexibility. And when you have guys like another guy that comes to mind is Dennis Schroeder, another guy that comes to mind is Richardson. Like when you have those kind of situations in Boston on their roster that you know they are actively trying to rectify or change, the Utah Jazz are in a situation where they're not dictating to anybody. And they're certainly not dictating to the Boston Celtics for a chip like Marcus Smart, who – I'm told is in demand in three, four different cities around the NBA. So my feeling is the Jazz are they absolutely love to get in on a Marcus Smart deal. It's going to be a matter of what they can get back. It is not surprising at all that Danny Ainge and the Utah Jazz are looking for draft capital because they essentially have none. Mm -hmm. um, they don't even have a second round pick until I, I believe it's 2028. They need to acquire draft capital in some form or fashion. Second round picks are, are, are not usually where you find superstars, but they are trade chips. And it does allow you to more quickly increase the value of a player when you can attach a second round pick. So it'll be interesting to see if that trade happens or how that happens. But we, we feel very good that the Boston Celtics and the Utah Jazz have had Marcus Smart conversations. My guess is players going to Boston, from what I've heard, um, what seems like the most logical fit is um, most likely Boyan Bogdanovich because Boston is very thirsty for three-point shooting. Mm -hmm. They need it. 
They don't have it, and the Jazz have plenty of it. Bojan. I am told at this point, though, that the Utah Jazz have been a little hesitant to trade Jordan Clarkson or include him in deals. Um, they are they are readily including Joe Ingles in his expiring deal um, in, in just about any conversation. Does that get a Marcus Smart trade done? Probably, but it's probably not going to bring you a second-round pick to go with it. So it's all a matter of what Boston's getting in return. Because let's be honest, I, I don't think anybody thinks Boston's competing for the Eastern Conference this year. Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah, I, I think that's completely fair to say. But I think, you know, Boston is in a place where they need to figure out how to build this team around, you know, Jalen and Jason. They, they have to figure out the, the formula. And they, they haven't figured that out yet. You know, you, you've made... Um, you know, you've made obviously a coaching change to moved him up to the front office. And, you know, like there's been, there's been a lot of change on the coaching staff, but it seems like they just haven't been able to figure out this roster. And it's no surprise to me that of course, Danny Ainge, the first team he's calling is who is none other than the Boston Celtics. I mean, that just makes perfect sense. So to me, I feel like, you know, the, the, um, you know, the threat level, if you will, of this trade happening uh, is high. I think that this something will go down between these two. I just think that it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, to your point, you know, what exactly does that look like? Can they get that draft capital in return? Is it going to require, you know, a player like Bogdanovich with jingles or can they get away with jingles and a lower tier player? So I think it, I, I think this is the kind of conversation you want to be having if you're a jazz fan, you know, um, I think, you know, not only does this signal that Danny Ainge understands where the team is at, Danny Ainge also clearly understands the needs of the team. And I think that's a big deal. I, I think, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, we got to tear the roster down, right? It's one thing to say, you know, you got to you got to completely remake the roster. But what good is remaking the roster if you don't understand the the needs of your team, you know? And so when I heard, <clears throat> hey, we're going, you know, the Danny Ainge and the Jazz, we're, we're going after Marcus Smart. That told me, that was a clear signal to me, okay, Danny Ainge clearly understands what this team needs. They need toughness. We talk about that all the time. They definitely need perimeter defense, and Marcus Smart can provide that. And Marcus Smart is a serviceable three-point shooter. You know, he's not the best in the league. He's not the worst in the league. But he's he just can knock it down. Yeah, I mean, he can make the shot when you need him to. So I think it, it is a smart player. I, I like Marcus Smart a lot. I, I think on the show, you guys have brought up the name Jay Crowder a lot. He's not available. But I think Marcus Smart is that Jay Crowder-style player. I mean, that's essentially what Jay Crowder does for Phoenix. You know, he's a guy that will knock down the three, and he plays. He's that dog on defense, man. He gets after you. So I think it would be a great addition. The only question is going to be, what do they have to give up to, to get it done? And, and can they, um, you know, to your point, can they beat out the other teams who are trying to get Marcus Smart? Well, and I, I think the, the draft pick is critical. Yeah. I think any trade that the Jazz make now – They've got to try and build a bank of draft capital because they just don't have any. Yeah. And as bare as the cupboards are talent-wise, they're even more empty as far as draft capital goes. And I think it's really important that if you are going to remake this team into a contender, the Utah Jazz, you've got to have draft picks to do that. Yeah. So I, I it makes a lot of sense that Danny Ainge is shopping for draft picks. I get it. Um, it's just going to be a matter of whose pick does he have to take because he's not going to get to pick and choose or dictate pretty much any of the, the controllables in these deals. Mm -hmm. um, but I love Marcus Smart coming to the Jazz. He is exactly what this team needs. I mean, speaking of, of Jay Crowder, you watched that Suns win last night in Dallas. 
He's all over that, hitting threes, being tough. The kind of foul that a guy like Marcus Smart commits is never a light touch touch foul. Yeah, that's a big, thick dude um, that's got athletic ability. And and I agree with you a hundred percent. He's not going to make fifty percent of his threes, forty percent of his threes. But you don't need him to. This is a team that's got prolific three-point shooting. Even if you move Boyan Bogdanovich, you think about everybody else that's going to remain. Because my guess is the Jazz are not going to trade guys like Mike Conley right now. No. At least I would not think so. Um, but you look at Donovan Mitchell, his three-point game clearly has been elevated. Um, you know, if you acquire Marcus Smart, I have no problem giving up a Boyan Bogdanovich and a Joe Ingles. I, I, yeah. I, that makes a lot more sense to me. From a Boston perspective, you give them salary cap relief. You give them a guy in bogey that can shoot the three and be a, a contributor to that team, a role player on that team. Mm -hmm. Because I also think Boston is is very clearly trying to move Jalen Brown. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. This team is in Boston, from what NBA sources tell me, is going to be built around Jason Tatum. He is very clearly their number one. Um, that's not breaking news by any stretch of the imagination. But they need other pieces, and they I think Boston is in a very similar place that the Jazz are in that they realize the roster's not good enough. Now, there's a lot of questions about, you know, whether they're getting quality coaching in Boston. You have a guy that doesn't have a whole lot of experience leading that bench. We'll see how that plays out. But what you know right now is the next time the Boston Celtics win a championship, it will likely not be with most of the guys that are currently on that roster. Right. And you need to make that change. Right. I mean, does it make sense to give up a boy on Bogdanovich and something yeah. to get a Marcus smart? Yeah, I think it does make a lot of sense. And I think that, you know, the, one of the, one of the benefits of giving up some three point shooting, if you're the Utah jazz is you get your floor balance back. You know, if, if we, if you think about how many times we've talked about, you know, the Jazz playing one-on-one -on -one basketball or not driving and kicking or, you, you know, like just not playing very winning basketball on the offensive end. I think a lot of that for, for Donovan has to do with the fact that, you know, he doesn't feel like the guys he has on the floor with him can knock down a lot of these shots, you know, and, and I think Bogey has has proven to be a reliable three-point shooter, but obviously the regression of Joe Ingles is no secret. You know, you have a guy, you know, uh, Quinn's been playing Jordan Clarkson and Donovan together a bit more lately uh, before the concussion, obviously, but they have been playing a little bit more together. And I don't, I know for a fact, I'm looking at the way Don handles Jordan Clarkson and he's not giving it to him either. So I think, you know, when I look at Marcus smart, I think Marcus smart would bring a lot of balance to the floor as well. I mean, if you think about it, you know, you would have Conley at the one Donnie at the two, you could play Marcus smart at the three and then you have options at the four and the five. Obviously, Rudy would be your five, but you know you can you can mix and match with that a lot more. And Marcus Smart brings that mid range tough guy mentality to the floor that you don't have right now. So, and I also think too the the other thing with Marcus Smart, the intangible is playoff experience and leadership. I think that that you know Rudy Gay was supposed to be that for your team, and it doesn't really seem like he's been able to bring that that messaging or that experience or that leadership. So hopefully Marcus Smart can bring a little bit of that. You know, he's been in the playoffs. He's played, you know, he he's played against LeBron for the Eastern Conference Finals, man. I mean, this is a guy who who has done some things in the league. So I like again, I think Marcus Smart is is a would be a nice acquisition. And I would have no problem giving up Bogdanovich to do it because I think you don't need more three point shooting. You need more floor balance. You need more experience and leadership. Yeah. And I think yeah. Marcus Smart brings that. Yeah, and I, I think you need toughness. One of the big things, and we've talked about it a lot on this show, is that the Jazz are soft. 
The Jazz are not a tough or physically imposing team. You need toughness on this team. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, and I'll, I'll just say again what I've said forever, I, I think the, the one guy that I would love to see replaced right now today is Royce O'Neal. I would love to see the Jazz ship out Royce O'Neal, but teams like Boston are not just going to take Royce O'Neal because yeah. they don't need him. That guy is is readily available around the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's a guy like Boyan Bogdanovich who has <clears throat> a special and unique skill that's not easily attained in the NBA. Boyan Bogdanovich can play inside and outside. He is incredibly limited defensively, but he can rebound for you and he can shoot the three. And those are two skills in this league that are in high demand. And I, I think that both guys, frankly, could benefit from a change of scenery. Yeah. I don't believe that we are seeing the the highest best use for Boyan Bogdanovich right now. I think we're going in the wrong direction with Bogey. My feeling is if he g- finds a new uniform and a new place that gives him new energy, he'll explode. I think he will grow. I think yeah. he can get back to twenty point Bogey. I do because he'll get more opportunity in a different market. I think a guy like Marcus Smart could absolutely, to your point, with his experience and his playoff experience. I think he's a guy that could come in here and really be a leader in this locker room. And I think that that toughness is, man, I can't, I cannot tell you how many minutes the Utah Jazz waste because they're just not tough. How many losses they give away or how many wins they give away and turn into losses because they're not mentally tough or physically tough. Yeah. I think it's something we don't talk about enough. And obviously when we talk about Rudy Gobert, we talk about the fact that he can be had physically. Well, and I think I think it's not just Rudy now either, though. I mean, I think, yeah, Rudy, you know, obviously things have happened, but I think Don can be had a little bit uh, from that front. I think we've seen that a bit in the playoffs where guys get real physical with him and really try to impose their will. Yes. Um, but, but I think moreover, too, like I think a lot of times when we see this team fall apart in mid-game, we see them start to settle for the bad three or not not move the ball or you we you all know what I'm talking about. When we see that start to happen, I think a Marcus Smart caliber of player, not that he's the best in the game or anything like that, but again, just with his experience and the adversity that he's played through in his career, I really think that that he could help them settle down on the floor. And I and I just I don't I, I this team is overloaded with three point shooting. You don't need more three point shooting. You need more mid range. You need more experience. You need more leadership, and so I hope they get this deal done. I really do. Does it make the Jazz a title contender? Well, no, but I definitely think it helps solidify them as a top five uh, playoff team. You know, because right now, you know, yeah, they're, they've got a cushion to the four, five, six teams, right? There's a cushion, but if the team keeps going the way it's going, that cushion is going to get eaten up, and and I, and I don't think this team can afford to fall much past four. I don't think you want to be playing you know, the top seeds in on their four, sure. you know? So I just, I, I would love to see this deal happen, but I think the draft pick thing and getting that back from Boston is the most important part of it. Yeah. I, it'll be interesting to me to see if this deal is able to go through or if they're able to find a deal, because I, I do know, and I do believe from the people I've, I've heard from that Boston would really like to start making deals. I, you know, it's interesting this year around the NBA there's a lot of teams that want to make deals and they're just waiting. Like there is, I think there's a lot of teams around the NBA wondering what the Philadelphia 76ers are going to do. And that Ben Simmons situation, I think is holding a lot of general managers up because there's a lot of GMs who want to get in on Ben Simmons. 
Um, he is a very in-demand player. But I, I think that, you know, that it's having a trickle-down effect. You know, like we've talked about uh, Jeremy Grant quite a bit on this show. And I think the Detroit Pistons are are really holding out hope that they can get a deal done with the Boston Celtics. And I think that's why they haven't moved Jeremy Grant onto another location at this point. Yeah. Um, because they'd really like to be in on the Ben Simmons deal. And to get Ben Simmons, you're going to have to send a, a, a star player. Yeah. And Jeremy Grant fills a lot of needs, checks a lot of boxes for the Philadelphia 76ers, but they just won't let go of the Ben Simmons ghost. And, you know, frankly, I had a conversation with a guy about this yesterday who, who straight up said Daryl Morey believes that Ben Simmons will play basketball for the Philadelphia 76ers this year. And I just don't understand that because Ben Simmons has given you no indication he's going to do that. He has given you no indication that he's on the verge of reporting. Yeah. Ben Simmons doesn't want to be a Sixer. And you need to, at some point, come to grips with that if you're the Sixers and Daryl Morey. Because if you lose an entire season, you've just wasted one of the best productive seasons that Joel Embiid's ever going to have in his career. Yeah. Because I, I – and we – again, we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show. Joel Embiid is having – a, a, a year of growth and prosperity in Philadelphia without Ben Simmons. He never was this prolific when Ben Simmons was on the floor with him. All the signs point to trade Ben Simmons, dude. He doesn't want to be on your team. Your best player yeah. is getting better without him on the floor. And I think you make a great point. Like the rest of the league, whether you're a team that wants to be in on Ben Simmons or whether you're a team that's waiting for the Ben Simmons thing to happen so you could be a fringe portion of that deal yeah. is waiting on you to open up the, the Ben Simmons conversation. So, you know, if you take a second and you look around the league at, at all the different opportunities that, that could potentially play out, you know, look no further than, you know, the Dame situation. There's still speculation whether he's going to stay or go or, or what he's going to do, right? People still think that Damian Lillard could be available. You know, there's these these trade rumors and speculation yes. about Don. I'm yes. not saying that Don's going to go anywhere right now. But again, I'm just telling you, if you're an NBA GM and you hear, hey, if Don were to leave, doesn't that perk your ears up a little bit? If you're if you're in the Eastern Conference, you know, and you're, let's say the Bulls as an example, you know, if you're the Bulls you're and you're the GM of that team, how can we get better at the deadline? What one move can I make to better this team? Because, damn, we're pretty darn good when we're fully healthy and not worrying about COVID and Lonzo Ball in his knee, you know? So I just think that that this Ben Simmons situation ha is having a massive impact on the rest of the league. And unfortunately for the rest of the league, the Lakers are looking like they're not going to be particularly active at the deadline. So, you know, because if you think about it, the Lakers are usually a team that's very active at the deadline. So you already have less opportunity than you typically would. And now you've got this whole Ben Simmons saga that's holding everything up. So it'll be curious to see when that bubble bursts. Because I agree with you. I don't think Ben Simmons is reporting anytime soon. I don't think Ben Simmons wants anything to do with this team. I don't think Ben Simmons likes Daryl Morey. I don't think he likes anybody in that front office. And I definitely don't think he likes Joel Embiid. So if you're Daryl Morey, why would you not go ahead and trade him, <laughs> get your value out of it, and then make a title run? Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, and the interesting part of that whole thing and the thing that I think is so fascinating about what the the 76ers are doing is that it it just makes so little sense. It to me anyway, it makes so little sense to have 
Ben Simmons on that roster, and I don't care that you're not paying him. This is another conversation. Well, they're not paying him, so there's no onus to trade him. Well, you're also competing at the top of the Eastern Conference without him, and he's worth a, a, a potentially a superstar on your roster. I mean, if you trade him to, you know, we've heard a lot about the the Portland Trailblazers. If you trade him and somehow end up with, with C.J. McCallum out of that deal, does C.J. McCallum make the 76ers better? Yeah. He does. Does does Nurkic make the Sixers better? He does. Does I mean, I don't think that Dame Lillard has indicated he wants out. I don't think he'd be in that deal. I look at Golden State. You know, does Kaminga make the, the 76ers better? Probably not right now. But if, it, if it's Andrew Wiggins and Kaminga, all of a sudden – that looks like a hell of a lot better of a deal. Wiggins can help you. You know, like Andrew Wiggins arguably makes you a contender to win the Eastern Conference Championship. He is a solid all-star now. He yes. is respected in the NBA. He so. is he is a weapon. Yeah. He is a guy you have to deal with. And if you if you fit him into that group, you send out Ben Simmons, and now all of a sudden you start to think to yourself, well, if I have Wiggins and I have a guy like Kamingo who can give me 15 minutes off the bench – and you look at the Seth Curry's of the world and you look at the way that he fits in with Tobias Harris or whatever that might look like, because who knows what you send in return with yeah. Ben Simmons. Yeah. But if all or some of those pieces are still there, that makes a lot of sense. And what that does is that frees up the Pistons to go make a deal with somebody else for Jeremy Grant. Yes. Because I, I don't think there's any doubt. And I, I have probably... I probably talk to as many people about trades as just about anybody around the NBA, I would think. I have no doubt that Jeremy Grant is one of the best players available for trade right now today. Yeah. If you called Detroit and you had a solution for them, they would give you Jeremy Grant. Mm -hmm. And Ben Simmons is a solution for Detroit. There's no doubt about that. I think there's two things at play there. One, I don't think the Sixers want to send him uh, anywhere in the Eastern Conference. I think the 76ers would like to see him go out west so that they see him once, maybe twice a year. But my feeling is that Jeremy Grant's not the guy they want. Yeah, I think the superstar in the Eastern Conference they want is Bradley Beal. But I just don't think that Washington or Bradley Beal are, are at the moment willing to make a, a trade because I think Bradley Beal wants to be an unrestricted free agent. And why and, wouldn't you? And Well... But also think about Philadelphia in a Bradley Beal deal. Mm -hmm. If you trade Ben Simmons for Bradley Beal right now. You're a title contender. Well, but you're also getting a guy that's going to unrestricted free agency this summer and you gave up Ben Simmons to get him. Yeah, but I also think as part of that, you know, there's an, there has to be an opportunity for the Sixers to to potentially get Beal to agree, you know, without paper, right? But to agree, mm -hmm. hey, you know um, – you know, we can work on an extension after the season. You know, I think I, I, I think it would be naive to to assume that those kind of conversations, you know, don't happen. So if I'm the Sixers and I and 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 you make a great point, I'm not disagreeing with you. Because his contract is expiring and because, you know, he obviously has made it clear he wants to go into unrestricted free agency. If you were to make that deal, Bradley Beal I, I wouldn't make the deal unless Bradley Beal agreed um to an extent to work on an extension, to stay with the team you know, at least two to three seasons. But think about think about teams out West that have been talked about with the 76ers. One of the teams I hear constantly for Ben Simmons is the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Are the Sacramento Kings willing to give up Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton, um, and probably Harrison Barnes, and probably some picks 
for a package to Philadelphia that includes Ben Simmons. Well, the interesting part about I, – I, I think they are, first of all. But second of all, this whole De'Aaron Fox situation is kind of interesting, you know. There was a lot of rumors out there that, you know, th they were willing to trade De'Aaron and, and he was in conversations. And then the Kings put out a statement saying that they were not – I would not trade De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, and I, I would wouldn't not. either. But, you know, it's just kind of interesting. It makes you wonder – Okay, well, you know, I mean, you're telling me that, that somebody just made that up, that they were talking, you know, to teams about De'Aaron? No, but I, I think what happens is you you get into a situation where you you cannot continue to do the same thing you've always done in Sacramento, which is trade your star players or ship out your star players. Yeah. I think they realize that De'Aaron Fox is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Yeah. I think they would they would be open to dealing a Tyrese Halliburton mm -hmm. if you're getting a better player in return. And I think there's no doubt that Ben Simmons, while he, he is very limited as a shooter, he is an attack-the-basket tenacious defender. And there's a lot of need for that in the Western Conference. I mean, hell, and I've said this about the Utah Jazz, I'd love to have Ben Simmons on the Jazz, but one, he makes a ton of money, and two... I just don't know what you would have to give up to get him. If you're the Sacramento Kings, who cares what you have to give up to get him? Yeah. Because he makes you a better team. If you've got to give up Donovan Mitchell to get a Ben Simmons, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Right? So I'm not giving up a star player. And the only star player on the Utah Jazz that I think Philadelphia would be interested in is Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And I'm not doing that. Yeah. Agreed. So I, I think that Sacramento's a place that – Philadelphia can take can take a haul from because mm -hmm. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of backup the Brinks truck teams in the NBA these days no there and, and especially for a limited player like Ben Simmons and by the way not to go back to Rudy Gobert but when you talk about limited players Rudy Gobert and Ben Simmons are in the very same situation they're they're very limited offensively Except I think the league views Ben Simmons as way more valuable. Because he's a wing. Yeah. And he can defend four positions. He can defend point through power forward. Yeah, he's 6'10". So, but the issue is that he comes with a hell of a lot of baggage. Yes, he does. There's going to be a lot of questions about Ben Simmons' willingness to play ball. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see exactly what that looks like. And and frankly, I don't know what that looks like right now for for, for Philadelphia. But all of that to say, I think there's a lot of teams sitting on the tipping point waiting for Philadelphia to make a deal. Yeah, there's going to be a slew of trades that go down at some point. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. And I, I just don't know what that what that looks like yeah. or how you – how do you fix that? You know, like that – You don't fix it. I, I think – I think maybe that's the there's, case. There's going to be a sacrificial lamb. Somebody's going to have to go in on Ben Simmons – and give the 76ers a ridiculous package to burst the bubble. You know, that that's just how and, – and it's really unfortunate. I, I'm not a Daryl Morey guy. I think he's mishandled this situation something terrible. I think the Sixers should be contending for the number one spot in the East. I think that Ben Simmons should be already on a different team, and, and the Sixers should already be building chemistry and, and getting everyone on the same page with whoever they had gotten back in the Ben Simmons deal. Uh, but they're not doing that. And – I think Daryl Morey is crazy if he thinks that that any contender out West is going to give him their best player for Ben Simmons. That's not happening. It's just not. 
So we've seen this time and time again in sports, you know, whether it's Bryce Harper with the with the Nationals all those years ago. You know, I mean, there's so many <laughs> examples of of this, you know, the star player that the team didn't want to move uh, who's now leaving. You know, I mean, hell, over the summer we had the Aaron Rodgers saga, right, where Aaron Rodgers wanted to be traded and didn't want to play, and then they got it all figured out, and now they're back in the divisional round. Like, we've seen this time and time again, man, and, and I just think that – that Daryl Morey is an idiot if he thinks Ben Simmons is going to play basketball again. Ben Simmons has already said he's happy to sit out the whole year. So why is it that Daryl Morey is trying to sell himself a story about Ben Simmons playing again? I just think it's bad business. I think it's not the way to have success in the NBA. And by the way, you play in the weaker conference. That needs to be said. You play in the Eastern Conference. Opportunity to get to the NBA Finals through the East is much greater then the opportunity in the West. I think we can all agree with that. So yeah, I would agree. I just think overall, you know, to put a bow around this conversation, I love what the Jazz are doing uh, in terms of trying to get Marcus Smart. I think that would be a very pragmatic trade. I think they don't have to give up a ton to go and get Marcus Smart, and I think they could get draft capital back. So if that happens, if they check all those boxes, I'm a full supporter of that trade. And I think the Ben Simmons deal – if you, if you follow the NBA closely, you know once that deal happens, there's going to be a waterfall effect and a ton of deals are going to go down. So yeah, will the Jazz I, get in on any of that is I, the question. And my, my strong feeling is I don't think they will. I, 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 still, I still maintain the Jazz don't make a transformative deal until the summer. You know, like I just don't see – you know, like I, I see a lot of people – talking about the the jazz and the Sixers making a Ben Simmons deal I I just don't see how that works right I mean I I I don't I just I don't know man I if if I am the jazz it's really I understand why it's difficult to be patient I really do let's get some of your comments in here because I see a lot of people commenting Cody Strickland says good morning men it's really sad to hear about the jazz yesterday what about the jazz yesterday uh, Frank H says, I think the loss of Niang has hurt the team big time. Mm. I mean, as a guy, maybe, but I mean, you've replaced his production. Um, certainly. I, I mean, I, I think Rudy Gay is, is can certainly match anything that George Niang's done. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, chemistry is such a fickle friend, you know, like, that's the whole thing with Joe Ingles. I mean, do you really want to trade a guy that's been a glue guy for you? Yeah. I mean, you can't be emotional about it. Yeah. You, you have to make pragmatic business decisions. Him, it just... um, yeah, I agree. Uh, James Knight says, I'm not sure it's a given that Joe Ingles will continue his career at another franchise. He has a young family and wouldn't surprise me if he retired. He's getting a paycheck. I mean, yeah. after this season, I could see him retiring. Um, but I, I would be surprised if he just up and quit during the season. Yeah. Eric DeVere says trade jingles and Royce also pick up taco fall as a cheap backup center. I mean, you have a backup center, don't you? I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, Cody Strickland says, I heard they're suffering a case of being a lot little whining bitches syndrome. That could definitely be true. Is it true that we were on the phone for Ben Simmons asking for a friend? Uh, see, I, I have not heard one time that the Jazz are trying to get Ben Simmons. Yeah. Because I, I again, will just say you have nothing that Philadelphia wants other than Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, the Ben Simmons and Jazz thing to me is a, is a convenient narrative. A lot of people want to say, oh, well, 
Ben Simmons, you know, you could off we the Jazz could offer a ton to the Sixers, and I actually don't think that's true when you really get into it. And I'm not trying to get into some long drawn out discussion about what they could offer him, but I just think that it's not the right move. It's not the right time for the Jazz to go and get another player who's getting paid a ridiculous amount of money every single year. And by the way, Ben Simmons uh, arguably, you know, would would be the best player on the team, you know, him versus Don and that whole dynamic. So I just don't think that's it's the right time, and I don't think he's the right player for this team. I don't. I think that, that, that the Jazz need to go out and get the Marcus Smart level of player to add to the roster and to bring balance to the floor, and they can do that. So that's what I think they should be doing. I just – I think when you look at – I mean, I, I still will sit here and say what I've said all year and since last summer. They're going to trade Ben Simmons, right? I mean – Well, you're not just going to let him sit there and do nothing, I would think. But I have to think by the deadline you're going to trade Ben Simmons. I would think, but I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. I, I, I just would be stunned if he sat there. I hope the Jazz are not where he ends up. Because you're not going to trade Rudy Gobert to get Ben Simmons. And I just don't know how offensively you have those two guys on the floor at the same time. Yeah. I really I don't, don't. I mean, I think I think that makes... It's just not a good fit. I mean, it, on so many levels. I, I, I don't love it. I really don't. Um, the Blind Swordsman DS, is it true that we were on the phone for Ben Simmons asking for a friend? Eric DeVere says Jazz could be on the deal with Ben Simmons, but not to, not to keep Ben, more like a third or fourth team. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if if, if that if a Sacramento Ben Simmons trade goes through, you're going to need a third team in all likelihood. Well, and I think the Jazz are are understand that. I mean, again, you, you're talking about a guy in Danny Ainge who who's been around the block. I mean, he understands where this team is at. He understands the dynamic in the league. And, and, and I think uh, that's why I say when the, when the Ben Simmons deal goes down, I don't think the Jazz will be involved. But I do think the Jazz are going to try and get involved in all the deals that happen after the Ben Simmons deal as a third team or whatever. I, I just can't for the life of me believe that Danny Ainge wouldn't be trying to get involved in that. You know, that just makes too much sense. Look at that. DeMarcus Cousins was rumored yesterday to sign a one-year deal with the Lakers. Oh, not so much. Adrian Wojnarowski says DeMarcus Cousins will sign a 10-day contract with the Nuggets. Come on, man. Um, Denver has six games. Whoa. Has six games in the next 10 days, and they need they need a body there for sure. You have a deal. Uh, by the way, Russell Westbrook also said he was disappointed in the benching, um, but said he understood it. What's best for our team is to win in the long run. Bro, what Ooh. are you talking about, man? That sounds like a dude who understands he's going to be traded. Yeah. That's what that sounds like. So, I and the Lakers are another team that a lot of people are interested in and what they're doing. Yeah. So, Kay Nuring, good morning, too. She says the Jazz need to move on from Donnie's. Doesn't pass the ball anymore. I can't imagine Donovan Mitchell not being yeah, a Jazz. We're not, we're, not, we're not humoring that. Sorry. I just, With all I, due respect, yeah, I mean, you're I, not trading Donovan Mitchell. I would not. Yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, do we think we trade Rudy Gobert? Isn't his contract crazy to move? I don't see any way you trade Rudy right now. Yeah. I mean, the money you would have to send, uh, I just don't it's see. A, it's outlandish. I mean, yeah. it, it, the money that he's being paid is ridiculous. Cody says, yeah, we only have uh, Bogey, Joe, and Clarkson as tradable pieces. Um, and the other teams want maybe Royce for a pick, but that's it. Yeah, I – I don't th I don't see any way that that's why I said I, I think you have a lot more opportunity and a lot more wherewithal from other teams to make deals over the summer. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. And usually that's when you're able to kind of, 
you know, you're able to kind of remake your roster. The hard part is when you pay the luxury tax, you have to match dollar for dollar. Yeah. And it just it, it the Jazz right now have a real problem salary wise. Yeah. Their cap is not is not in a good place. Well, and the other thing I think we have to say before we leave the conversation is that when you as a Jazz fan watch this team and how they operate at the trade deadline, how they operated this trade deadline will tell you exactly what they're going to do in the summer. If they don't make a ton of moves, let's say let's just say for example's sake, you know, you go out, you get Marcus Smart, you get that pick, you know, you move on from Bogey and let's say Joe you know, and that's all you do. Okay, that's telling you that they're gonna wait for the summer to really like. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say tear this team down, but to really make the big impactful moves. But let's say that they do the smart deal. They move on from Bogey and Joe. But let's say they also do another small deal. Let's say they trade Royce. Let's say that they, you know, yeah, you know, do these little under. Let's say they traded Jordan Clarkson for a couple of picks and some money or something like that. I mean. That, like, you have to watch this team and how Danny Ainge operates because that's going to tell you what they're going to do in the summer. But I think, you know, the more I think about the Lakers, the more I think the the what they were running out there earlier this week about not trading Russ might just be a bunch of garbage, that they might just be duping the league a little bit and trying to fly under the radar for a little while. And then all of a sudden, Rob Polinka has been on the phone for the last month putting deals together, and all of a sudden they drop like three, four deals before the deadline's up, and now all of a sudden their team is locked and loaded. You know, I could totally see that. I could totally see that as well. I, I think <laughs> the difference is that the, the L.A. Lakers have a bunch of guys that fit roles on other teams. And like I still maintain the Houston Rockets are the most likely trade partner for the L.A. Lakers. Um, John Wall and Eric Gordon are two pieces that the Rockets very much want to move. And they know that they're going to have to, to, you know, probably take a punch in the face to, to John move Wall. John Wall's deal. Mm. And John Wall is a guy, and this is, this is something mm. that a lot of people also forget. He's not playing basketball right now. He is, he is healthy. He's a hundred percent. He is begging to play. He essentially is a mentor and a practice player for the Houston Rockets until they find a place to trade him. I would love John Wall on this team. Well, I mean, it, 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 and that's one of the more interesting questions is where does John Wall end up? And yeah. what happens when the Houston Rockets wind up moving John Wall? Because there's a lot of places that John Wall would be a pretty good fit. And Eric Gordon can still shoot the three. Oh, yeah, he can. And when, when you look at what the Lakers need, they need John Wall. They need Eric Gordon. John Wall instead of Russell Westbrook would be oh, life changing. I, I I think it would. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine the Lakers with John a healthy John Wall, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis? The problem, dude. But, dude, I've lost my like for Anthony Davis. I got to tell you, man. I I the injury, and I know it's not his fault. I'm not saying that he's intentionally getting hurt, obviously, but. The fact is, is your best ability is your availability. Yes, it the is. The guy is never healthy. And, yes, he hit that huge shot in the bubble to win them a championship. But what's he done? What have you done for me lately? Well, and, and I also After think the that, street clothes days. Yeah, the Lakers are coming to a point where they're understanding that. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean, you're like, still getting an incredible performance out of LeBron James, but you're losing games. Yeah. And a lot of it it's is not be enough. because of Anthony Davis. But remember, before he got hurt, he was awkward. He wasn't shooting threes. They were really wanting him to play the four. They've now figured out that LeBron James playing the, the five is a, is, a, is a real solution 
That is a real small ball lineup that's realistic for the L.A. Lakers, and they've found ways to be productive in those sets. Yep. They just need more. Yep. And Anthony Davis, you know, is should be reevaluated at the end of this week. We'll see if we get an update on that. But you should be also looking at, at the Lakers making substan substantial deals. Yep. And I think if you're willing to send Talon Horton Tucker to the Rockets to get John Wall and Eric Gordon – that's a deal you're going to make. Yeah. And they're going to take Russell Westbrook in return and probably buy him out. Jesus. I dude. mean, I mean, that would just be I don't mean to wax poetic about what that team could be, but that could be a real problem. Uh, well, and, and that's why I say I think that there's a lot of people who overlook these guys that are just sitting on the sideline. It's kind of wild how that's played out in the NBA, man. There's been a lot of guys like like the Lance Stevenson thing. Absolute revelation. I mean, one of the best stories in the NBA like, I know Lance Stevenson is kind of an odd personality, but he that's a great story, man. That yeah, is a great I mean, story. I think it's very interesting to see where all these deals happen. Um, you know, you're, Kelsey Hamer says, dude, so the Jazz are basically deadlocked right now. They're just in a really difficult yeah. spot. I mean, I mean, you could say that. I don't, think, I, I, I don't think that that's an exaggeration or a stretch. I think that the issue is is that your, your money situation – like, the money situation wouldn't be nearly as bad as it is if you had draft capital to work with. Yes. Right? But because you don't have any, basically any draft capital until 2028 right now, you can't trade draft picks as value to fix this roster. So what you end up having to do is trade, you know, Joe and Bogey to go get Marcus Smart and hope that the Celtics are willing to give you that second-round pick. You're having to make deals like that and the problem is other teams know that and can see that and understand it so you're not the team that has the leverage you're at the behest of what other teams want Correct. and that's the issue yeah and I, I i just think that you have to be very careful any deal you make that is, that where you take money back is a deal that is going to make your life more difficult not better yeah so you know yep. uh coach josh lovering good morning to you um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, <coughs> I'm dying. Uh, Lovren says, could the Jazz put a package together for Kevin Porter Jr.? Why would they move Kevin Porter Jr.? Yeah, I don't think they would, dude. Because, you know, he, he, Kevin Porter Jr. has finally found his brain and his game together. And that is a, that's a young core that is a handful. Yeah. That is a handful. Uh, much like your butthole right now because you continue to methane this room. No, I do not, uh, dude. Again. What are you talking about, bro? You, you're, like, what, you are a gas Dude, mate. what are you talking about? Stop disrespecting me, bro. Yeah, come it's on, terrible. dude. Like, what are you doing, bro? It's terrible come on. right now. I did not fart again. You did. No, uh, I didn't. The Blind Swordsman DS says, no, Gobert is not the most impactful player the Jazz could get another big right now, and he could be as good as Rudy. Shout to Mobamba. Rudy Gobert is an elite defensive player. Mo Bamba ain't even in the conversation, yo. Uh, Rudy Gobert is an incredibly impactful player. He is an elite defender. I think it would be very difficult to to replace his impact defensively. You would essentially have to the, – the Utah Jazz, as I say every day, are built around the wrong guy. They're built around Rudy Gobert right now, and that's why you're not winning. That's why you're capped because you cannot just feed into Rudy Gobert and think that that's a long-term defensive solution. Yeah. Because it's not. Um, Kelsey Hamer says you could funnel the whole defense to Giannis and he would just uh, – and he would be as effective as Rudy. I disagree Oh, he'd with be that. twice as effective as Rudy. 
overall. I think I think Giannis is I I don't I agree with the logic there. I think Giannis is is way more athletic than Rudy is. Rudy has length on on Gobert or on uh, Giannis. I mean. Um, but I think Giannis is more effective because he's a better athlete, and I think that's what gives him the edge. I think Rudy Gobert is a better defender than Giannis, and I think Giannis has become a, an elite offensive player now because he can shoot, and I yeah. just don't see I don't know, Rudy dude. ever getting there. I, I don't, I, I'm not trying to hate on Rudy, but I, I don't know that I agree that he's a better defender than Giannis. I think Giannis is – Giannis can cover more ground. Giannis can guard the perimeter and the paint. Giannis can. Giannis is intimidating. I don't think Giannis is a guy that is asked to do what Rudy's asked to do. That's fair. I I think there's a big part. But of we that. get we get you know what what we get though we get the Giannis huge block to define the game in the postseason sure. against the Suns type play and I and I think that's what that's what solidifies him as an MVP every year. I feel like I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I, I really don't. I, I think it is – I think there's a lot at work here for the Jazz. I think you have the wrong players for yeah. the wrong system. You have the wrong coach in the wrong system for the players that you have. Um, and I think you made massive mistakes salary-wise. Um, I think you hitched your wagon to Rudy Gobert and you thought that everything would be better, and it's not. And I think that you need to remake this team around Donovan Mitchell – and I think Donovan Mitchell needs to, to grow up. He needs to become Agreed. he needs to become the star player that he believes he is. And he needs to live that truth every single day. Yeah. And I think he needs to demonstrate that by his play on the floor. I mean, I look at the Devin Booker block last night, and those two I think will probably forever be compared to each other. I look at the Devin Booker block last night. <laughs> If you've ever wondered if Devin Booker's a willing, good defender, the, uh, that was on full display Hell last night. Hell of a night. play, dude. Hell of a and play. And Devin Booker won them the game in Dallas in a close game um, where they where the Phoenix Suns had to fight tooth and nail to get by Dallas. Mm -hmm. Devin Booker uh, with a critical three late, um, a critical block late, and critical free throws late. Wet like I'm booked. I mean, the guy, the turnaround bank shot he hit was incredible. Pretty. I mean, it, it. that's what you're missing with Donovan Mitchell. You are missing that defense, and you are missing that leadership by by example yeah. on the floor. Yeah. So I think Devin has, a lot, uh, uh, has grown a lot. I think that Donovan Mitchell has to grow now, and you need to build this team around him. Yeah. And I just don't know you'll ever be able to do that. I, I, I'll just maintain you won't win a championship with Rudy Gobert as your focal point. Yeah. You just won't. All right, we got to talk football because we're already running out of time, dude. Yeah. Um, James Knight says, Jake may need the ass vacuum this morning. I don't know. Yeah, no. I, I'm, Dude, it's it's an outlandish accusation to say that I farted a second time because I didn't. Go. I definitely crop dusted the set when I rolled up. No doubt. Definitely did. You're such a jerk. But, I mean, you know, that was your fault because you squeezed me. I was trying to get by. and you I know. squeezed you. Yeah. I think that's HIPAA. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Quinn Snyder has had embarrassing losses in the playoffs year after year, and any other coach on any other team would not still have his job. Um, I totally disagree with that. Um, I think that Quinn Snyder's made mistakes, and is it time for a new coach? Yes, it is. Would any other general manager have fired Quinn Snyder? No, they wouldn't have. He's done a very, very good job here. Yeah. He has done a very good job here. So, you know, we'll see. All right, let's uh, switch gears and talk. 
uh, NFL. By the way, you want to stick around because do we just throw that thing on the table now or when do we do this? I, you, you, want me, you want me to take it out? Do you always have to make everything about your penis? What do you mean? Yes! I, I don't know what you're talking about. You are phallically obsessed. Come on, man. I, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, do you want to do this now? Sure, sure. Okay, yeah. Okay, we whip can do it, it out. Now. All right. Put it on the table. We need to pick up these these fine fine sh these shoes. This is one of the greatest oh, shoes ever. Oh man, yeah. But we're gonna have to replace it. Oh, wow. Hey, look at what 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 do we have here? Oh man. What do we have here? That would be an Xbox Series X. Well, well, well. 4K gaming. 8K high dynamic range, a terabyte of storage. I mean, are Just you saying? Are you kidding me with this thing? Let's let's pull this back a little bit. Right? Yeah, like right there, so everybody can see it. You know, uh, do you see us working? Do you see us working now? <laughs> I see us working. I mean, come on, dude. 4K <coughs> Blu-ray player, <coughs> variable refresh rates, <coughs> a terabyte of solid state storage. Bro, this is the best of the best for Microsoft right here. You guys get that? Like this, this, you know, we pulled some strings to get this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What? Eric DeVera said, I just received a text and it says Jake farted again. Well, anyway, the point is. Stop disrespecting me, bro. We're giving away this Xbox um, Series X. A, you have to be a subscriber. B, by the way, look what we, that's a t-shirt that Jake's holding up. If you buy a T-shirt from us, you'll get four entries for every T-shirt that you purchased. So all you need to do is subscribe to the channel. Are we going to do the, you know, like we've talked about this in Vagary. Yeah. Subscribe to the channel. You need to tweet at us or Instagram at us. Tag us that you subscribed and you're entered to win the Xbox. Yep. And now, if you buy a shirt... You get four entries to win the Xbox. And every shirt you buy, it's four more entries. That's what I'm saying. What else is there to say, dude? You know. Uh, Kelsey Hamer says, Monty for the win. Yeah, dude. Xbox Series X. And by the way, we got more heat coming, too. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, James Knight says, my guess is we'll see Grocock enter the comments again. Yeah, hey, you know. I'm just saying, you guys should look up to Grocock as a, as a role model on this show. For those of you who don't know, Grocock was an individual who was on the show quite a while ago. He lives in Australia. And we did a giveaway for an Xbox Series S, as in Sam. He came into the comments section and made a proposal. He said, if I can get 10 people to agree that I should win this Xbox, you guys got to give it to me on the show today. And what did he get? He got like 30 people to he agree to like give it to He got like 30 people who supported him, and we gave it away. So, Grocock kind of was a trendsetter. So, just saying, like, you guys should look up to him, you know? But now we got something better. Series X, what else do you want from us, you know? We got on the phone, we made the deal, we're now a championship contender. What else is there to say? I don't know, you know, like what I would say is... What I would say is buy shirts. Literally just buy shirts. Because if you were to spend, what, 50 bucks, two shirts, eight entries? We only have six of these shirts left, by the way. Yeah, so we have to get more. There's only six shirts to, to get, your, that's 24 entries saying you know so once we sell out of shirts we're gonna we're gonna make new ones and then we'll do it all over again 
Um, but when do we want to give this Xbox away? I say we do it at 3,000. Yeah, I mean, we can um, do it at 3,000. What are we at, 2,700 2,700 right something. Get I your think. friends involved, man. Get them on the show. Let's um, go. 27, 18. Yeah, and seen a bunch of people subscribed. You're getting well, you're, well, you're, you're well. Us well, well, well. 18 subscribers today. Okay. Um, so I would Let's tell go. you to get after it. Click subscribe. Give us a thumbs up right now. Um, all you have to do is take a picture that you're subscribed. Um, Chris Carn says, I called my shot. Thanks again for the smoker. I'm almost positive my wife would love me to get another Xbox, Chris P says. Hey, listen, man. Listen. I Buy shirts. James Knight says, if Jake admits he farted several times, can I get the Xbox? Sure, Jake. Yeah, I haven't farted, dude. There you go. Sorry, sorry, James. Sorry, I can't James. do that, dude. Not a bad giveaway for the former local radio hack, right? Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, we're just a bunch of hacks who aren't right about anything. We've been right about I everything know. so far. Uh, I, we're not right about anything, um, but Xbox Series X. By the way, keep this in mind. This thing's like 800 bucks or whatever it is. You could spend like 50 bucks. Uh, Cody Strickland wants to know, um, does mine count now since I bought the other day? Well, Cody, you just won. Didn't he just win the Xbox the other day? Didn't he win it? Yeah, Xbox you just yeah, day? we just we just dropped it off. We to just him. gave it yeah. to you. But um, now he's like, well, you got the better product. Greg Hawkins says, I don't think I would ask for anything. I just like listening to the show. Maybe if you get another smoker to give away. Okay. So the smoker apparently went over really well. How many people like the cause it's the middle of winter right now. So like let's talk about this. Let's have a conversation. How many people would want a smoker? Yeah. We're open to ideas, by the way. I feel like people don't realize this. If yeah. you came into the comments and we got a bunch of people saying they want a smoker, I mean, I can't guarantee anything, but the odds of a smoker showing up on this desk might go up, you know? Yep. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm a selfish a-hole. I want more Cody Strickland. Sets. Well, well, <laughs> hey man. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Smoker every, smoke every day, Kelsey Hamer says. Not weed. Um, yeah, you not know. not weed like a Traeger. <coughs> Ignore the haters. You've been most right. Yeah, we've we've done pretty well. Yeah, you know. I'm just I'm I'm just telling I'm you guys saying. now. I'm just gonna give you a little hint. Eighteen pounds we of have, brisket coming have, out of the freezer for an eighteen-hour smoke next week, bro. We have major, major heat coming after this. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, like we got it on order. Yeah, um, you should try. You should subscribe now because, I mean, I'm talking about like a tower. Monday, like there's this whole area up here is going to be full. Monday. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you might want to get subscribed. You might want to buy a shirt. And, Just you know. saying. Um, for 10k followers, you guys will give away Jake's car, right? Yep. The Subies get. We're giving it away at 10,000 followers. Yeah, man. I mean, I hey, must... I, I literally, I you know, we can make that happen. Um. And Garcia says, I must have come at a bad time. Thought this was a jazz podcast. This is worse than lockdown jazz show. Actually, it is a jazz podcast. We've actually been on the on. We've been, we've been live for, for an, hour. an hour. So it's not that you did, came at a bad time. You're late. So wait for us after the show and we'll cut a video uh, like we do literally every day, as you can or, see on our channel. You could just go back to the beginning. Or you could go back to the beginning. Sorry, didn't mean to announce a major prize giveaway that we're doing for yeah, the Yeah, an Xbox Series X, which is super hard to give away. Yeah, thanks. You know. Probably, by the way, too, I just want to point this out. <laughs> for your first comment to come in and say that the show sucks because you came in at a bad time, probably not the most ideal way to, you know, no. enter into the comment section. No. And Garcy, we'll see you later. 
Um, you know, what is, uh, where is the Salt Lake Bees podcast, Josh? I don't know, bro. You know, I don't know, man. Salt Lake Bees, Utah State, you know, Weaver. Oh, that's funny. Facts. Nachos, hook me up and we'll call it good. And Garcy says, yeah, probably not. Buy a shirt. Yeah, hook yourself up. You know, hook yourself um, up. DM it, us, buy a shirt. Here, by the way, me, if, you, the shirt if, again. if you want to buy the, if yeah, you want to buy one of our again. six remaining shirts, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed with how much you guys have supported the shirt yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, it's $25. Uh, DM me on Twitter or Instagram. We'll give you our Venmo. Um, you we know. send them out every Saturday. So we'll be sending out a bunch of them tomorrow. You yeah. Know. And that's just how it is, man. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Best uh, NBA jazz content on YouTube. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. Um, Speaking of NBA and jazz, let's talk NFL playoffs real quick before we get to fast food inflation. Do you want me to play some NFL music while we do this? Do you uh, think that yeah. that would be? Do it. Okay. Let's do it. Hey, there we go. All right. Um, Let's talk NFL. Divisional weekend. Picks. Um, who's going to win the Super Bowl right now? You got to pick one. Super Bowl, go. Uh, the Bills. You're taking the Buffalo Bills, dude. That was an ass kicking, bro. I'm so, almost fifty points on the hoodie. So you're telling me they're going to go to Kansas City this weekend yes. and win? Yes. No chance. Yes, they are. You really think? Yes. No way. Yep. That there's. I'm telling you, I don't see any way. Um, I don't see any way they go there and win. How do you not see any way they go there and win? What do you mean? How does that I work? I think the Kansas City Chiefs are finally getting their offense right. Um, and I know that right now Kansas City and Buffalo essentially is a pick em in Vegas. That number's 54, which tells you that they are going to – they're probably going to score a lot of points. Yeah. I think Kansas City is going to win that game, and I think it's probably going to be by 10 points. No. I, I, we disagree on this one. I think I think Kansas City has been disappointing all year. I think I think they're trying to find their way right now, still, uh, and they have. I mean, they've definitely been playing better. But I think the Bills are playing the best football they've ever played. I think Josh Allen's playing out of his mind. That game last week against the Patriots wasn't even close. I mean, I, I, the Patriots like. You can say the Patriots didn't show up. I prefer to say that the Bills just dominated that football game. And I think that if there was ever a team to go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs, it would be a very gritty, a very tough uh, uh, Bills team that can just kick your ass physically in the trenches. And I think that's what ultimately decides football games. Kansas City is going to win 72-4. to Okay, good, good, good. Yep, uh, good. I like the Chiefs to win 30, probably 34-28, 34-24, something like that. I think that Buffalo's a really good team. I think going to Arrowhead to, and expecting to win in the playoffs is crazy. Uh, <coughs> the other, hello, the other Sunday game is my favorite game of the weekend. It is the Rams at Tampa. Yeah. Tom Terrific. TV 12. Uh, Tampa favored by three. The number's 48 and a half. They're expecting a defensive struggle, low scoring game. Man, I want to pick the Rams in this game, but Tom don't. Brady against Matthew Stafford. Don't you have to lean Tom you Brady? Have to. You have to. Everyone right now on ESPN and all the pundits are saying that Rams defensive line against the Bucks offensive line. Here's the problem with that take. Tom Brady's not going to have the football. They are going to scheme to get rid of the ball and get Cooper Cup involved early. Uh, or not Cooper Cup. I misspoke there. Uh, Mike Evans to get him involved early. Uh, and, I, and I just think that they're not going to allow Aaron Donald and that defensive front to get to Tom. I think the game plan is to get the ball out, move the ball down the field. And if that happens, I just don't see how the Rams win the game. Yeah, I think that 
Tristan Wirfs is a huge question mark in this game. Yep. I think if they're going to win this game, Fournette and Gronkowski both have to play at 100%. And I just don't see any way that Leonard Fournette with this hamstring injury can be 80%. And he's not cleared to play right now. They don't have to make that decision until tomorrow. If Fournette does not play, I don't see any way that Tampa wins this game. I'm leaning Rams right now in a very, very close game. Yeah. How many interceptions does Matthew Stafford throw? That's my biggest question. And if they control the ball, and they will, I'm going to take the Rams to win by a field goal. Got balls, dude. I, 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 I do, and they're huge. They're huge, my balls. But I think I'm – there you go. I'm going to take the Rams to win. Saturday, uh, Joe Burrow. Smoking Joe. Cigar Joe. Smashville versus Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry looks like he's going to play in this game on some level. The question is how much or how little, uh, which is why the Tennessee Titans are a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. So, essentially, it's a pick because the home team always gets three. The Titans are going to win this game. Like, I, listen, I like smoking Joe. The Bengals ain't it this year. This is a tough place to go. I think we're going to get Chiefs and Titans for the AFC Championship. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I feel like the Bengals' Cinderella story does come to an end, but I think this is going to be a hell of a football game. I think this is going to be a tough one. I think, you know, the Titans are going to try and run it down the Bengals' throat with Derrick Henry, but I, I think at some point uh, this game will be in question, and it's just going to be a matter of, you know, obviously who turns it over less. So, yeah. I, but I still think I agree with you the Titans will win it. Yeah, I, I got to take the Titans, and then I think the game of the weekend is probably going to be the San Francisco 49ers going to Green Bay's Lambeau Field. Those fucking bricks. COVID toe. My bad. Uh, they're going to Green Bay to take on Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. who got dumped this week because he's a dick. Aaron Rodgers is finally going to get over on the San Francisco 49ers, mainly because Jimmy Garoppolo is not a guy that I trust to play in cold weather or be, well, play quarterback in the NFL. And I know he played last week, but it was Mike McCarthy in Dallas. Fathead didn't call the right timeout at the right play to make the things win and shit. No, he didn't. Uh, So I'm going to take Green Bay, and I think it's going to be handily. I think they're going to win by 10. Yeah, I would agree. I I would be shocked if they didn't. Yes, Uh, Pack, yes. Yeah, yes, Pack, yes, unfortunately. Because if they win. We're going to get Tom in TB12. No, we're going to get the Rams going to Lambeau. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we disagree on this. Yes, we do. Who's coming out of the NFC to go to the Super Bowl? TB12. Really? Yeah, I think he I think he upsets the Rams. Then I think he goes and gives Aaron Rodgers some more wood, and I think he plays for another Super Bowl. More wood. Yeah, I think he I think he's Scotty Miller's AR12 AR again. I would love AR12. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, I would love to see the Packers lose. I just don't think it happens. Yeah, I think, you know, the Coco Toe is not going to hold Aaron Rodgers back, you know? <laughs> Are you done? My Are bad. you done? Sorry. It's Sorry. Friday. It, by the way, it's Friday. Yeah, thank you. So I've got the Titans, the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Packers. There you go. And I would love to say the Packers would lose, but I just don't think they will. All right, yeah, let's all see right. what 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 Charles say about this. Um, C. Shiver says, I thought this was a Salt Lake Golden Eagles podcast. Okay. You know, unfortunately, you just can't cover it all, you know? Chris P. says, Ramalama ding dong, baby. Okay. 
Cody Strickland says Buccaneers and Bills. Buccaneers win. Uh, James Knight says you got to love these blow-ins that come in and diss the show. Ship off and Garcy. Come on, man. Kelsey Hamerson's Rams will win or the Bucks. He yeah, said, one of those two. He said blow-ins. Yeah, blow-ins. <laughs> I agree. Kane Nuren says all I got to say is go, Danny, go. Yeah. Sean Mirzinski, what's up? Says uh, Rams going to win the Buccaneers have line problems. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sean Mirzinski says Tennessee. Kelsey Hamer says Titans about to smoke out the Bengals. Hey, just real quick. We have ESPN on in the background. They're literally just playing a highlight reel of all of Russell Westbrook's bricks, dude. Do you like, believe that Stephen A. Smith almost died from the cocoa? Yeah, I do. You think the vid almost got him? I think so, yeah. The vid. The, the vid, cocoa. dude. Yes, dude, I think it did. Yeah. I think it did, yeah. Supposedly, Stephen A. Smith almost died in the hospital from the, the coronavirus. Cocoa. Yeah. Hey, man. You know, things happen. Almost doesn't count. <laughs> Quentin Moyer says Fred Warner going to get an interception during the playoffs. Well, he's healthy. Yeah. He's not on the injury report. Uh, Kelsey Hamer says Rams. James Knight says, who do you guys hate more, Aaron Rodgers or Rudy Gobert? Your, Your mom. mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> you going to leave me hanging here? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Jimmy Archipelago can't hang in Green Bay weather. I Archipelago. Would I would agree with that. Play. Uh, Kelsey Hamer says COVID toe, Coco. Yeah, yeah Coco. Anyone toe. know if Rogers is immunized? I don't know. Yeah, I've been immunized. Okay, he is. Apparently, we've he has got been. we've got sound. He he called the show, and you know. <laughs> oh, the Russians are back. The Damn bots it. are back. Oh, Bet you weren't expecting this one. Yeah, the bots are back. Uh, and Garcy says James K is full of negative energy. Well, you did come in here and tell us the show sucks in Garcy. So. Yeah. So what negative energy are you talking about, bud? By yeah. the way, James K has been a listener for probably a year and a half at this point, and you've been here for five minutes. So not trying to kick you out, but just saying, like, you know, I can personally test that James K is not full of negative energy. Well, but he does owe us four X gold. Yeah. So let's go ship it off. Yeah. Where is and it? no shipping us four X gold does not mean you win the Xbox Series X. I mean, if you sent two. 12ers maybe it does kelsey hamer says monty we are moving to pittsburgh and i'm going to expose your show to the pittsburgh market well that's a felony depending on if there's kids around so i'd be careful about that k nuren says niners niners alex says have you ever been so far as to even pretend to even want to go more like uh not really sure what that means alex um i do know that acid's not good for your brain uh let's go Matt Jesus says Tampa has no chance. Did you see what the Rams did last week? They made the Cardinals look like, well, the Cardinals. Well. <laughs> did you hear the story about Cliff Kingsbury getting into a fight with Michael Bidwell? Allegedly. Allegedly. So the story goes that Drunky the Clown, Michael Bidwell, and Cliff Kingsbury are in a room fighting with each other. And they almost fired him. You know. Matt Jesus, uh, appreciate you. And Garcy says your mom. Uh, Greg Hawkins says... Hey, guys, good vibes right now. Yeah, me too. We agree. It's Friday, bro. You know. Um, I'm just saying. Cody Strickland says, got to go, boys. I'll finish later. I've heard that about you. Yeah, we've heard that. He says, have a bad weekend. You Thank too. you. Thank you, uh, Cody. <laughs> I like how everyone's trolling this Garcia guy now. <laughs> uh, oh, man, dude. It's, to be clear, it's N space Garcia. Oh, and Garcy. Got yeah, it. Can we get that right, please? My bad. My bad. Can we get that right, please? People are asking where Mrs. Monty is. Um, well, you know, she decided that. Like and Garcy, she's, uh, you know, late to the show today. Yeah, she's crabby. She's yeah. not in a good mood. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. 
So Uh-oh. it is what Uh-oh. it is. Do we, but, you know. Uh-oh. Visual visual opportunities here. There Uh-oh. she is. There she is. You? Yeah, who would have You're not supposed to be seen, you're supposed to be heard. Uh-oh. In the kitchen making Uh-oh. food. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, you're not the voice of reason. Stop it. I thought she was going to hit me. Um. Anyway, <laughs> do you guys even watch the NFL? We don't. No, nah, we don't watch the NFL. We're a couple of hacks. We don't watch jazz games. You know. Yeah. It's just kind of what we do. All right. Couple of uh, non-sports stories. Yeah. You got keep turning the drops up a little bit. Oh, yeah, I'm it's sorry. Little, it's a little quiet over here. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, the drops are all the way up. By the way. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. Um, I don't remember the first non-sports story we we're going to talk about. Netflix. Netflix. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. TV. So in the comments, hit me with where you guys watch TV because obviously. There's a lot of people who aren't cable or dish anymore. I'm a DirecTV loyalist. I love DirecTV. Me too. I mean, it's it's what I do. Hundo P. Hundo P, bruh. Yep. Um, are you a cable subscriber? Are is that still real? Is cable still a thing? I don't know. Is I don't cable think so. still a thing? Uh, you know. And Garcy says this is how you treat new listeners. Well, you came in and said the show sucks. Yeah, this so. is how you treat new shows, bro. Come on now. Come on, uh, dude. you know. Uh, is cable still a thing? It is, but does anybody subscribe to cable? I don't, not that I know of, but I would love to hear. I mean, if you have cable, what do you have? What are the options? Is, is Xfinity or whatever still, isn't that a cable offering from Xfinity? I I thought Xfinity was internet. Is it just internet? It's not TV. It could be TV. Is it cable? I don't know. Um, Fat Jesus, (laughs) Fat Jesus says I watch in my bedroom. Uh, Eric C says I'm guilty of watching Family Feud on my cable after work some days. So cable is still a thing. Yeah, Chris Carn says YouTube TV. Okay, here's YouTube the thing. TV. Yeah, okay, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Here's the, Chris Carn's also going ice fishing tomorrow, and he wants to know how many you're going to catch a baker's dozen, bro. Damn. What are you talking about? Can we ban and Garcy? LOL. James wants to know. No. Nah, fam. Jeremy nah. Bolton says no cable. I got Hulu Live and got all the sports I need. See? Okay. Hulu is a big Hulu thing Live. right now. Hulu Live's a big deal. Now, here's here's the deal. Netflix yesterday announced their new subscribers. Yeah. And this is kind of moronic to me because Netflix, apparently Netflix pissed off a bunch of Wall Street people. And Netflix lost a bunch of stock price because they announced that they only have like 220 million subscribers. Only. When they announced that, their stocks plummeted 20%. It was the worst day for Netflix since 2014. And the question of competition is even more crucial. Um, as Netflix raised its price from $13.99 to $15.49 per month, and I just don't understand this. Netflix has a ton of subscribers. A ton. Yeah. And people are people are upset about it. They added 20 million subscribers. Yeah. Why is that a problem? Well, they're saying it's a problem because the pandemic was a subscriber boom for all of the streaming services. The coronavirus. Yeah. And now people are trying to figure out why or how to keep that boom going yeah and the thing that's happening now is like production of shows like bridgerton's a big one for netflix yeah bridgerton is is uh, like shows like that are in full production the ozarks the coco 
um, Ozarks. Like, the Coco is kind of tamped down now. The coronavirus. So, like, all these shows are back in production. For all the ladies out there, did you see the new uh, Audi commercial with the guy from Bridgerton? That'll sell cars. I'm just saying. Yeah, Britt's, Britt's about the guy from the Audi commercial. I'm going to go ahead and go turn hugs. off her microphone now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, that dude from Bridgerton, I'd mean. hit that. I'd mean. hit, yeah, I'd hit mean. that. Yeah, whatever he is. I'd hit that. That's a good looking dude. Well, yeah. That is, he's got to be. the problem is, is he's in an electric Audi, and that's not, you know. He's, I, I want it. I would agree with that. By the way, did you see that Netflix announced that Squid Game will have at least two more seasons? Go. Brutal. Go, dude. At least two more Brutal. seasons, says. So yeah. oh. um, they're calling it the Squid Game universe. And I'll drop but that the thing that I don't is understand. Like meta? It's like a bad version of meta. So the Squid Game universe, you just get constantly attacked and put in really stressful situations mm-hmm. where you might die. Yeah. yeah. That but sounds like fun. Here's the thing I don't understand. I don't subscribe. I, I subscribe to Disney Plus or used to. We have HBO Max free through DirecTV. We subscribe to both Amazon Prime and Netflix. Mm-hmm. Right? But I watch... The main thing I watch is my DVR. Like last night, we watched another spectacular episode of Chicago PD. Right. And flip or flop. Like, I'm watching those shows, right? But you look at the number of subscribers. Netflix has 220 million global subscribers. They picked up 8 million subscribers in the fourth quarter, and their stock price tumbled yesterday. Texas, me. Disney Plus, including Hotstar, whatever the hell Hotstar is, only has 118 million subscribers. Hulu, uh, video on demand, has 39.7 million subscribers. Yeah. Um, ESPN Plus is up to 22.9 million subscribers. Like, it seems to me that these are all very healthy. Jeff Bezos says that, or the last time they gave numbers, he said, that over 175 million people use Amazon Prime Video. The problem is you get it with your Prime membership so they don't give out subscriber numbers. Yeah. So, to me, I just don't understand why this is a problem. Because I think that the stockholders want Netflix to continue to grow at a ridiculous rate. And that's not how it's going to work. But it, but it is. But it's not growing at, a, at the pan, at the you know the pandemic level rate. Because I think more people are back to work. Yeah. I think people are far less dependent on streaming services for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like we're all watching TV the way we've always watched TV. Now, Mrs. Monty forces us to watch some crappy shows on different streaming services. And as you can see, I'm going through some shit right now. Some of the movies you've picked recently have been terrible. Like, what are some of the movies? What are some of the movies you've made us watch recently? I can't think of them. But, it, you know, you like, Bridgerton was good. Squid Games was a you thing. Yeah. But, like, I'm trying to think of the movie you made us watch two weekends ago. That was just a terrible movie. I can't remember what it was. Don't Look Up? Don't Look Up was not a good movie. You just don't have a sense of humor. It was Are not. You out of your goddamn mind. Yeah, the whole "Don't look up" asteroid killing the Earth thing. It was funny. It wasn't good. It, it was all right, and it was not a good Christmas Day one either, by the way. But anyway, here, no, there. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> Hot Star is a Disney-owned international streaming service. Josh Lovren says, "Never heard of it." Um, sounds like Netflix is a buy. Kelsey Hamer says, "I'd buy it. I'd buy stock in Netflix right now because it's low." Um, Greg Hawkins says these numbers are pretty low. Hawkins in, in the Philippines, what do you, how do you guys watch TV? Like, are you a streamer or are you a, 
Well, Greg Hawkins is a TV star. Yeah. He, he's providing <clears throat> the content to be streamed. That's correct. I would agree. Um, and God, you son of a Russians. And then finally, before we go. Yeah. Are you nervous that fast food is seeing inflation? Everything is seeing inflation. Everything. No cable, YouTube TV, love Hallmark, K. Nuren says. Okay. So YouTube TV is doing well. Yep. Um, hold on. Jeremy Bolton says, yeah, Hulu Live, DVR, Fast Forward sucks. Okay. Cam Harrison says, Direct TV stream. Hulu Live does not let you fast forward through commercials, even if the show is saved. Oh. It sucks. That sucks. Uh, oh, and I did subscribe and gave the show a thumbs up, and Garcy says, appreciate you being Thanks, here. Thanks, bud. Appreciate Welcome it. Welcome to the show. Do you guys even watch Netflix? Jeremy Bolton wants nah, to. No, we don't. We don't, dude. We don't. Nope. Nope. We don't. Nope. 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 We don't. Nope. Uh, Donovan, no D. Mitchell for Ben Simmons. Win-win <laughs> for all. And Garcy says. Okay, now I have Donovan, to no D. Mitchell. That's great. You know, in the Philippines, <laughs> most people watch either Netflix or network television. Network television is still king out here. There's a couple of local Netflix competitors as well that take away from Netflix. Ooh, really? That's funny. Uh, Juan Baraco says, love the channel, guys. Greetings from Uruguay, South America. Appreciate you. Greetings. Being here. By the way, we're giving away another Xbox Series yeah, run X. Run through it again. How are we getting it done? Let's um, go. If you buy a T-shirt, you get uh, four entries into the Xbox. We'll give this away. Um, at 3,000 Yeah, 3,000. Yeah. Uh, we'll give this away. Um, so buy a T-shirt. Just DM me on Twitter or Instagram. We're working on a storefront. A digital storefront so you don't have to dm us but right now it's it's venmo the shirts are 25 bucks um we have six left xl and 2x are available um let's talk about fast food inflation yeah by the way I ate a cafe rio yesterday it's freaking bomb i had chicken it tacos with good, lettuce dude. and pico and it was amazing it was good um John Jackson wants to know if we're going to squeeze Jake at the end of the show no he's sitting here farting already I don't uh, have dude to I'm not him. farting man like <laughs> it's offensive so we went to we went to uh, we went to Cafe Rio yesterday. Yeah. Inflation, however, excuse me while I choke. Inflation is devastating the fast food industry. <coughs> where you can get a job now for $16.83 per hour. Right. McDonald's reports earnings this month. It is expected that they will surpass $23 billion. They ain't hurting. A $2 billion increase year over year. Well, Net you income. Know, you know. Net income. After all of the their $16.83 employees and stuff. Is predicted to top $7 billion in net because income. Because it's garbage. Up from $6 billion I mean, year now, over year. You know, that's just not very good. That's not going to be good enough, right? $7 no. billion. What about Chipotle? Chipotle for 2021, and analysts expect $7.5 billion, 34% increase year over year. What's up, motherfuckers? Net income is expected to almost double from pre-pandemic levels. Dude. The company repurchased nearly $100 million of its stock in the third quarter. I'm telling you, they're a juggernaut. Chipotle executive blamed higher labor costs for a 4% price increase. So wait, let me get this right. You're raising your prices... So the price of getting salmonella poisoning at Chipotle went up. Yep. It's yeah. quite simple, so I don't know why motherfuckers be overcomplicating it. I'm being a jerk. Uh, so the price of a Big Mac went up 
All of these prices go up. Does anybody complain about the prices being higher? Do you care that three tacos at Cafe Rio are now more expensive? It's not high enough yet to bother me. And that's just the truth of it. Is the cost of convenience worth it? Yeah, right now it, it still is. It's still the ratios are still correct. It is still cheap enough that the convenience factor still is worth it. Because I got to tell you right now, I'm not going to do DoorDash or any of the food delivery services. It's so exorbitantly expensive. Yeah. Cafe Rio yesterday for a tostada salad and six tacos was $44. Yeah. That's expensive. Yeah. Well, Jake got three. So yeah. By the way, Jake was a leech yesterday. Bro, don't 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 try to paint me like that. Did you, you didn't have did your you wallet. Did you bring your wallet to Chipotle? No, to but neither Cafe did Rio. you. I could have easily paid, and you didn't let me. Right, bro. Yeah, I know. That's how we paid. No. He wouldn't what let me mean, pay. We, what do you mean we? He didn't let me pay. What do you now, mean we? And now you're trying to say that you know? Come on. You, now. I, no, next question. That's how I paid, bro. You wouldn't let me pay for my lunch. Okay, but that doesn't mean you paid anyway. Didn't see you reaching for your wallet. Because I didn't have my wallet. I had my phone. It was wide open, ready Uh to go. Which works just fine. Yeah. Uh Anyway, do you guys care about the cost of fast food? Because we don't eat much fast food. Um, But we haven't gone grocery shopping since like last week. So I'm out of bags of vegetables, and I'm not eating corn anymore. Not after the destruction of my colorectal yeah, well, you've been, region. You've been sitting on the set farting this whole time. I haven't. Not one time have I farted oh, today. Yeah. Okay. I admit when I do. You're a fart denier. No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. That's what they all say. Okay. Uh, don't. You're angry and bitter today. What? But my point is, like, do you guys care about that? We don't eat much fast food, and when we do, by the way, I would like to say I am all in on Jersey Mike's. Mm-hmm. I am all the way in on Jersey Mike's. That no, that doesn't make me fart. Um, jer- uh oh, <laughs> Venmo notification. Nice, bro. Whoa, Justin, getting in. Who's Justin, that? Justin. Uh, let's see what the last name is here. Or just say Justin Solis. Justin Solis. My guy. Two XLs, fifty dollars, eight entries. My guy. Yes, okay, Monty. Bro. Get okay. that Jersey Mike's. Greg Hawkins says. Okay, Justin. We see you, bro. Jeremy Bolton says, "Do you guys even watch McDonald's?" Did you guys get soggy tortillas with your order at Cafe Rio? No, because we don't allow them to put uh, the pico on the taco. They give it to us on the side. Can you check real quick for me? Can you check your DMs and see if Justin DM'd you? Just because, you know, we just want to make sure we got his information. Oh, we'll get it. Yeah. I talk to Justin pretty regularly. That's my dude. I appreciate that. Uh, He hasn't, but he will. Um, I got to tell you, though, I love Jersey Mike's. I don't know why I stopped going to Jersey Mike's. Number eight. Mike's Way, barbecue <laughs> chips, bomb. They were sold out of barbecue chips the other day. I get a turkey provolone. My wife gets a veggie. Um, and they were sold out of barbecue chips. But I Damn. don't need the chips. I'm fat. Well, um, Jersey Mike's is, is amazing. It's by far the best sandwich place, in my opinion. It's better than Jimmy John's. It's better than Firehouse. Better than Subway. Fat! Yeah, well. uh, gotta get the Justin Solis says, gotta get that Xbox. Haha, we'll work for night shirts. Let's go. Exactly right. Let's I go. would buy a shirt, but I'm a size small medium. Next run, I promise you guys, we will go from small to 2X. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have full range. We So many people have asked us for extra small, small, and medium. So, and maybe we'll put that order up this weekend. Yeah, well, because no, we're we down to four shirts. We will. Yeah, yeah we're we'll, down we'll, to four We'll place a new order now. this weekend. We'll get more stock in. And- yeah. Uh, Jake, you could have Venmoed him for your portion. Jake doesn't pay for anything these days at all. Um, I think Jersey Mike's is the best fast food sandwich, period. Yeah. There is Brit. What's that place? <coughs> Mrs. Monty, that sandwich place where I get that cranberry <coughs> turkey. You get that Village veggie. Baker. Village <coughs> Baker in the, in the district. Stop. 
village paper in the district uh, with the uh, honey of the honeywheat bread. bread is oh come on man oh, so good so good but I don't even know like I don't ever I've never been to a firehouse subs I don't Me think either. I've ever eaten at a Me firehouse either, dude. subs I don't eat at Subway. So I don't even know that there's another one. Jeremy Bolton says, they ordered a shirt. I don't mind waiting until we get a medium. Okay, cool. Uh, John Jackson says, Jimmy John's are overrated. Nothing special about that sandwich. No, I'm not, I I haven't had Jimmy John's in a while. Yeah, Because not, the last time it was. I don't, need to, I don't need to pay a place where the owner's killing rhinos in the Sahara. So, you know, I'm going to stay wow. with Wow. <laughs> Jake the environmentalist. Jake the environmentalist. Just saying. I love that. Uh, and Garcy says, XM. XM. Like, is that extra smedium? Uh, you, oh man, and Garcy totally is a smedium guy. I hate to say it, and Garcy, but you're kind of a heel on this show. <coughs> you came in kind of swinging in front of the fences of negativity and death, and, you know, the community didn't appreciate that. And kick so, a person when he's down. Uh, SLP, SLCP shooter says, spot on Jeremy B. They're always soggy these days. So is Cafe Rio slipping? Um, I think the thing with Cafe Rio is it's not good for the door dashes of the world because no. you get soggy tortillas, you guys were just saying. But I think when you go in, it's great because you get it hot and you can avoid the soggy tortilla experience. <laughs> Miguel on uh, Instagram DMs. Miguel says, uh, I'm new to the show. I'm just fearful to comment that I might be wronged. Okay, he lives in Brazil. Miguel, if you Miguel, come in and bro, com just comment, get dude, in the comments, fine. man. You know, It's not personal, bro. You know. Um. Yes, we have two XLs left, so we'll hook you up with that. Yeah. I, I did get his. Uh, okay, I did we, get his we have DMs. to go, bro. We have to go. Dude. I did get his DMs. Yeah, we ain't got all day here. Come all on. right, we got to roll. Play the music. Um. Bottom line is, Cafe Rio's amazing, and go to Jersey Mike's. And Chipotle. Um, make sure you subscribe. Hit like. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Um. We're giving away this Xbox Series X when we get to three thousand Monday. We're gonna have a significant addition to the Xbox Series X. And we should be able to announce a new T-shirt on Monday as well. Um, James Knight says, we have good chemistry in this locker room in Garcia. LOL, I love the show. Positive, positive. Thank you. Bro, he's trying to pull the Rudy line in yeah. the comments. Yes, he is. Play defense, bro. <laughs> Greg Hawkins says, the comments section can get spicy, but it's all, all good as long as you're all good. I would agree. There you go. All right. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll be up uh, Monday morning again. Big announcement, prize on top of this one on Monday. Until then, say goodbye, Jake and stuff. Goodbye. I'm not a fart denier. Have I, a good weekend. Oh. <laughs>